and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from Big Love Club. There we go. And uh, welcome back to another brand spanking new episode where we give you the rundown of gaming news in the last week. Um, but I feel like I feel like we're starting to grow into a show that is more us just having ridiculous banter about these stories because yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people do get their news from a lot of locations. So I, the number one thing that I hear when people listen to our show is people will talk to me about the things that have nothing to do with gaming. And I think that's the funniest yeah. part is people yeah. are always communicating positive feedback about the podcast when we're just like shooting the shit. So um, so <laughs> that being said, we do still talk <laughs> about gaming news, but I feel like our show is slowly evolving into a very open conversation show. And I really do like that because it makes having guests that much easier because... Oh, yeah, way easier. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can just talk about gaming as if, you know, we're just a bunch of bros, you know? And I think that works really well when we have guests on. I think they feel a lot more comfortable to talk about things that may not even be on the radar when they walked into the conversation. Exactly. You know, I love catching them off guard. I think it's, right. you know, I think it keeps it real. <laughs> I think it keeps them grounded. So, you know, they don't, you know, get all, you know, where is my latte in my green room kind of guest? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> You, you, we established. No, I very love our guests. On, I joke. I love our guests. We established very early on to our guests that um, this is not the um, the show that they're going to be on where they get a padded treatment. You know? Yeah. No expectations because we broke yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we come out of the gates very strong with the feels that we provide. So yes. Uh, that being yes. said, um, we always start our our shows love is swag about, enough. Yeah. We always start our shows talking about games that we've played in the last week. And um, one of the games I played was a game that you talked about, I think, two months ago. It was Project uh -huh. Winter. It is in yes. Game Pass. And, um, I cannot wait to hear what you got to say about this because I have it downloaded for PC. <laughs> so um, think um, Among Us, but... Also, it's mixed with surviving and stuff. So it's also sur a survival game where you have to like make sure that you don't starve. So you have to find food. You also have to make sure that you don't die of like cold weather. And all all this time, there's one person that's able to sabotage the whole thing. You know, you're supposed to figure out who it is and you're yeah. supposed to banish them or whatever. Um, so that being said, I played two games. And both games, uh, everyone just died, um, having nothing to do with the sabotaging. <laughs> so the game is the game is hard enough to survive without someone sabotaging it. So it's not straightforward in explaining what you have to do. So I do recommend. Um, I haven't done this yet, but I recommend looking up maybe a YouTube video on how to play the game before you play it, because it's one of those games where. Um, I feel like you may get turned off to the game because you feel like it's impossible. And I'm sure it's not, 
I'm sure once you look up a tutorial, it's probably pretty uh, straightforward. But it, it was ridiculous. I think it was three against one, and I think one died from wolves, and the other two died from bears. And uh, <laughs> that being said, the bears are ridiculous. Uh, the bears are faster than your character, so you can't outrun them. Um, if you go into a shelter and try to hide from the bear and you stay in the shelter, by the time you come out, the bear will still be there watching the tour. <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I got killed by a bear because uh, <laughs> once it found me, there was no hope. And uh, another player got killed by a bear. What is cool is I was the first to die. So um, I was able to see how everybody else died. And I was able to see who the Sabbath Sabato- oh, how do you say that? Sabator? Saboteur. Saboteur, yes. I feel so yes. so fancy saying that word. But um from yeah, the I was Latin able- <laughs> Sabotat. No. <laughs> I was able to see all of that stuff know. as a ghost. And if you don't use party chat, which would break the game, within the game there is a chat system where um <laughs> it's it sounds like it's like that game that you talked to me about, um, where it's a proximity thing where once you get further away from other players, they can't hear you. And to 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 put it lightly, it was pretty jarring the first time I got randomly warped to some random place in the wilderness. So I was with a bunch of other players. We were trying to figure out how to play the game. And then something happened where it warped me. It may, be, may have been the saboteur, but it warped me out into the middle of nowhere. So immediately my proximity is totally cut off. I can't talk to anyone. And I'm just like, can anyone hear me? Can anyone hear me? And obviously no one's answering. Oh, it's proximity chat. Yeah. So I have no clue uh, where I am. I still don't know how to play the game. Um, I'm just walking around in the snow. I don't know if uh, anyone else has died. I don't know what's going on with anyone else. And I end up running into these... uh, these bears and the bears kill me. And then when I come back as a ghost, I'm able to see that everybody else is doing their own thing and I can hear their chat, but they can't hear me. So it's a pretty cool little system where, um, once you're like moved away from other people, you have no clue what's going on. So it's a pretty cool game design, but I do recommend probably looking up some like gameplay or tutorials because I feel like the game would be a lot more fun if you knew what was going on. But that being said, there, there were some pretty funny moments with me having no clue what to do and being in the middle of nowhere talking to myself. <laughs> so um, that being said, um, Project Winter, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I had fun with it. It was just kind of an experience, but I'm sure it is fun once you understand it. Um, I Yeah, so that that's my opinion on Project Winter right now. If I play it again, I'll let you all know if I have any new like updated thoughts on it. But the other thing maybe I played, playing it with friends might be better. I'm actually thinking about friends. playing it. Oh, you did. You did. Oh, I didn't know if you had played it with them. I, I'm I'm gonna play it for the first time probably uh coming up uh Friday. I was thinking about doing that. Well, actually I won't be. Uh, I'll be playing something else, uh golf with your friends. But uh um yeah this weekend sometime I want to try to give that a shot and see what that's about. I'm really interested in it, man. I'm really interested yeah, it'd be in it because cool it looks really cool. Large. I love the art style too. I love yeah, the art style. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, say, yeah. Um, Fortnite. I played Fortnite also. It was the end of the season, I believe. 
Monday was the last day of the season, so I barely finished that season out. I do regret not playing that season as much as I wish I would have. It was a pretty cool season. I thought it was very laid back. Once again, I say that Fortnite is very innovative in designing a game that is not just addictive, but it's just it's just very chill right now. I don't feel like it's a stressful yeah. game at all. And um, I, I really like the place that that game's at. So um, that being said, uh, the new season did start yesterday and I played the intro, which was a cool twist on the introduction of a season. So let me explain this. If you haven't played Fortnite before, um, the seasons usually start with a very long animatic, which like, yes. not very long, but a decently made animatic that recently has gotten voice acting in it, which is crazy cool. Um, but it'll like set up the season. It'll show you like videos of what's happened, what changed the map, and what characters are coming. They'll like be an animatic like that. But yeah. usually before that, there is a closing event to the season where it's live and everyone can join into it. And it's crazy because you're like witnessing the map changing live. But if you were not able to play it live, um, yeah. it's kind of disappointing because you just have to look it up on YouTube and you weren't able to participate. So it's it's kind of awkward. Well, this season kind of combined both. It created an animatic that about five minutes into it, um, they start talking to you as a character, and then suddenly you take control of a character. And it's really weird because Fortnite, at least in <laughs> the um, Battle Royale mode, the Fortnite Save the World does do this, where they like communicate with you and then you have to go do missions and stuff. But this type of um, animatic slash also playing thing has not been a thing in uh, the battle royale mode. So it's pretty cool where it's an animatic and then you can play in it and then you trigger things to happen. So it's kind of like the live event, but without the live feature of it. So it allows everyone to experience what starts the season. And I think that's really cool. Um, it's, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yes. It was really cool to have like hundreds of people all seeing the same thing at the same time, but I think it's also equally as cool to basically trigger what's going on in the game, you know, and walk around freely and see the animatics. So that, that's, I think it's really cool. I think it meets both type of events in the middle, and I think it's a smart move. And there's cool voice acting in it. I like the, I don't know who does the voice acting for Jonesy, but it's a, it's a pretty funny, uh, well done job on whoever voices him. I thought he was a pretty right on pretty cool character which is ridiculous because he hadn't had a voice up until last season it, <laughs> fortnite has always been like lego characters where they wouldn't say anything you know they just yeah, like communicated yeah, yeah. by like head nods and stuff so suddenly having a voice for jonesy is really weird but um yeah i, I thought it was a pretty cool thing also the season does have some pretty cool skins in it i was very surprised that they have uh, laura croft in it tomb raider is oh, wow. in the battle pass and they have three different skins for her they have one that looks like the modern square enix games and uh -huh. they have one that looks like the old playstation one and they have one that looks like uh, the playstation 2 era 
Lara Croft, so it's pretty cool. I like that they have skins that like call out to her different eras. And the name of the season is Primal. A lot of the themes is around like I don't know. It's kind of it's hard to explain. It's kind of like it, what you think the word primal would be. It's exactly what you would imagine. So it's it's that like with bows and arrows and stuff. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. You would have to see it. I think there's some pretty cool skins in it. They also have Raven from Teen Titans in it, which is like a higher oh, wow. tier. I think yeah. it's like uh, tier 80 or something. But I think just Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, <laughs> Lara Croft and Raven are probably worth the battle pass. I think they're quality characters compared to what they had last season, which was mainly you bought it for the Mandalorian. But <laughs> uh, this season having two very good characters in it, I think this battle pass is a lot more stacked just from that. Um, yeah. But that being said, I'm pretty excited about what the season has in store. I've not actually played even a game. I just did the intro to see what it was about. Uh, but yeah, that's all I played this week. And uh, of course, I played Cold War still. <laughs> But uh, what'd you play? Uh, actually, I didn't play anything new at all. Um, I just kind of, yeah, just played the same thing. A lot of Overwatch, uh, mm -hmm. doing a lot more comp on PC. Uh, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> exactly what I expected, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect to do uh, very well. But um, yeah. So, Are you high bronze? Yeah. <laughs> uh, low bronze, actually. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. Uh, what does bronze start at? Like a thousand? Uh, I or have no? no clue. Yeah, I, I think it, it goes from one to whatever. <laughs> I, I hope not either, because I'm only barely a thousand on bronze, and that's both with tank and heels. However, I started playing today on Xbox, and I noticed that uh, during my comp matches, I think I have one or two more on tank. Uh, but I was playing with high dime, or I'm sorry, high golds uh, yeah. that had already ranked so i imagine that i'm probably going to get gold on xbox with tank i hope i am anyway uh had some really cool matches and whatnot but yeah i'm getting more into comp uh yeah gonna be um playing some some more survival stuff and uh looking forward to playing some more valheim actually and uh seeing what kind of crazy crap i can build i've been getting into some <laughs> pretty crappy situations in that game and uh almost losing everything but but yeah it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That being said, um, Overwatch comp is such a weird thing. There's people that I used to play comp with, um, friends of mine on Xbox, that there's no way I could play with them anymore. Um, it's a combination of I stopped caring about yeah where I placed, yeah. and they cared a lot more than I did. So there's yeah. a lot of my friends that I can't even queue up with them. So there's not much ambition to even still play it. Um, no, and, and I do it just because I'm hoping to get a, a a casual comp team, if that makes any sense. I, I just want, uh, you know, something laid back when we're playing, not not too serious, but still want to learn. You know what I mean? Just yeah. not put so much pressure on each other that it's not fun. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I wish there was more rolling of dice in comp. I wish there was more chance. It's very... I don't know. I can't really complain because there are already a lot of alternatives to comp in Overwatch. They have oh, the yeah. roll queue and the um, no roll queue and um, 
Then they have seasonal comp stuff. So they already have a lot of variety in comps. So, I mean, I can't complain too much. But I wish there was, like, maybe a comp mode for not random heroes, but a... Uh, See, like that a would game be mode. fun. Yeah, a game mode that, like, proved your versatility, you know? Because I that's feel what like I'm that's saying. where I would be good at, you know? And random heroes, they do that. Random heroes in arcade mode, they they actually do that. But I think that does... Uh, 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 question your your versatility because you don't know what you're going to get but i think that would be fun also in a comp mode you know that wasn't you know like maybe separate from from the other comp modes which they are yeah uh you have separate roll queue you have separate open class and whatnot but i think that would be a lot of fun where it was random a random competitive mode maybe put it in arcade and have it be one of those modes that comes through every uh so often so that there are special awards for that one but just to prove how versatile you are i think that's that would be a great thing right and maybe not a mode that every time you die it changes no no you stay that one character yeah yeah Yeah. when you load in it gives you something and there's a penalty you don't know if you're going to be tank dps or support yeah yeah you know you don't know what you're going to be but they have two tanks, two deeps, two supports, and you're you randomly get one of those positions. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and they could like penalize you a hundred points, you know, if you backed out or something. Yeah, yeah. To keep you know, people and, from just trying to find their character, you know. And for a six pack, a group of friends, that would be great because you you know, everybody would just be randomly getting something and building on their, you know, their portfolio of heroes. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. I think that would be a really cool mode. All right. Let's send them a letter. Let's send them a letter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if that's all we have to say about the games, we can uh, head on to the news for the week. Oh, yeah. It's time for the news, bitch. All right. Well, uh, first thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, this is something I haven't seen actually in quite a while, but a Nintendo Switch game is heading to uh, Xbox Game Pass, Octopath Traveler. Um, and I don't remember the last time we talked about a Switch game going to Xbox. Do you remember that? Or uh, I can't really remember the last time it's something like that rare. went to Game Pass. <laughs> you know, and if yeah. that's the case, you know, come on, Mario Kart. You know, hook a brother up. I would love to play Mario Kart through Xbox Game Pass, but it'll probably never happen. But anyway, so Octopath uh, Traveler, um, this came out on 2018 on Switch. Uh, It's going to be available on console and PC for Xbox Game Pass and Ultimate subscribers. Uh, And it's weird, you know, because you would have thought that because this is actually a really cool game. Octopath Traveler, I don't know if you've played it. Um, but it's got huge reviews. A lot of people love it and some people are excited, but it hasn't gotten the, the hype that you would expect it would have gotten, uh, from, from coming to, uh, uh, game pass. Um, now the game did come available on PC back in 2019, but this is just a bonus, you know, with game pass, uh, all these games, uh, on ultimate whatnot just the fact that you can play them on console and PC is just one of the benefits to it. We've talked about that before back in the day. And, uh, yeah. Don't need to beat a dead horse about that. We both know how <laughs> we feel about Xbox game pass, 
But um, <laughs> but I mean, we're also talking about, you know, 20 uh, some odd Bethesda games um, that, you know, was recently added to the mix. And uh, because they acquired, you know, uh, uh, ZeniMax Media, and mm-hmm. which is the owner of Bethesda. And so it's just really cool, man. Um, and uh, then the upcoming shooter. Have you seen Outriders that's coming to uh, uh, Xbox? Yeah. A lot of people Dude. are excited about that. Oh my god! I, I've seen some of the uh, videos from people who were playing the beta, and it just looks absolutely amazing, man. It, it really does. I'm I'm very excited about this game, but there's uh, tons of all sorts of stuff that's coming uh, with this, um, especially with the uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about that has to do basically with the same story, but EA Play. Um, they're adding over 60 games to Xbox Game Pass for PC. And this is going to happen tomorrow. Um, So if you're a subscriber, you're going to have access to the basic tier of EA's subscription service. No extra cost. So if you're a subscriber to the uh, Game Pass, uh, it's Ultimate, right? Or is it just regular Game Pass? Ultimate. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Ultimate, yeah. And so tomorrow, man, uh, 60 games that EA play is going to add to this. Uh, some of which star Wars, Jedi fallen order you'll have on PC, the Sims four on PC, which <laughs> this is really cool. I haven't played the Sims in forever. Madden NFL 21. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'd love to see it need for speed heat and uh, battlefront two, which uh, I feel like an ass. Cause I wouldn't got. Um, so uh, I would have had it for free and now I don't, but uh that's what you got, man. And uh, there's going to be monthly rewards uh, that come along with this, like an EA Play Celebration Pack for Madden 21 and uh, uh, different charms and stuff for Apex Legends. And based on the partnership with all this, there's going to be in-game challenges and rewards, all sorts of different things that are going to be coming our way. And a plus pre-release access to a lot of these new games that EA is going to be coming with. So, Man, this is actually very exciting. You and I talked about it before again. Um, it seems like we come to a lot of these uh, uh, same stories because they just keep adding more things to them. Um, and yeah, the uh, PC for Xbox Game Pass, there's access to over 100 games. And uh, you're looking at $10 a month for just regular Game Pass. But with Ultimate, uh, you know, you you add in uh, EA uh, play and it's just even more. So you're talking about another 60 games. So it's just unlimited the amount of playing that you could do. So just another thing that's another good part of it. This Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, man, I'm loving the shit out of it. You can't promote it more than that. (laughs) We should get t-shirts for how much we talk about it. Uh, Next thing I wanted to talk about, (laughs) this is kind of funny. Um, I got a lot of friends right now that are back playing Apex Legends. And Apex Legends is an awesome game. Um, I'm not great at it, but I do love playing it. And um, they have one of the best anti-cheats that's out there. Uh, I think that um, uh, Call of Duty could take a lot of uh, uh, lessons from what Apex Legends has done, uh, Respawn has done with their anti-cheat system, the easy anti-cheat. And uh, so here's what's gone on. Back in November, we talked about when they banned um, uh, 419 top-ranked Apex Legends players because they took care uh, advantage of a glitch, um, just a glitch. 
Now, they weren't exactly, uh, you know, hacking or anything like that, but it was a glitch and they were just beating the shit out of a bunch of lower end people. So they banned them for it. Well, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, Respawn banned more than 700 high ranked players from gold to predator. 180 of these guys were in the diamond and predator ranks and uh, they were banned uh, because they used <laughs> uh, cheating in ranked uh, play. Um, they've been permanently banned since last Thursday, but they just basically released all of this. Um, this does not and will not include any accounts that have uh, used an infinite heat shield exploit. That came from a tweet from uh, Connor Ford uh, at RSPN. And um, basically, uh, yeah, <laughs> they are on top of their game as far as banning and uh, catching uh, cheaters. Just the fact that these guys thought that they could get away with um, uh, cheating in, in competitive and ranked uh, just shows you the balls that some of these guys have. Um uh, some of these guys um, apparently were banned before uh, they got um, into the uh, into their matches, um, and some of them uh, got onto a, a a hack account, and they were going in and just beating people up, being really nasty, um, you know, to lower ranks, and it was uh, it was you know obviously. Uh, it was noticeable. And so it was instantly detected basically. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, they say that if you go into ranked, you're going to see less cheaters, uh, you know, down the line, you're going to see it to where it's, it's not going to be uh, easy to do. These guys are trying to get past it. But like I said, respawns ahead of the game, as far as the anti cheats going on. And, you know, one, one good thing, you know, I talk about the difference between them and between apex legends and call of duty, as far as their cheating programs, and at least, you know, one good thing that's happened, and this is kind of a little short story, is that the actress that plays Mara, um, she's actually caught uh, two or three hackers live on stream when she was hosting them and immediately clipped it and sent it in. They were banned. And they were also banned from their platforms uh, where they were streaming. So uh, people were taking it very seriously, man. It's just it's just sad that's that it's crazy. still happening. It. It makes me not want to do crossplay between console and PC just because of the fact of hackers. But you just got to have faith, man, that they're going to be able to handle it here soon and uh, get that fixed. A uh, couple of cool things that happened. Uh, now, I talked about this in Valheim the other day uh, when we talked about the uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral and how the guy built it up and uh, um, uh, had 12 frames per second because the uh, build was so huge. <laughs> well... Yeah. Another impressive build that was made, and this is just so awesome. Actually, it's a couple of cool little things, is uh, these Valheim players used 40,000 blocks and their stone blocks to build a massive Eiffel Tower. And it's absolutely beautiful. I'm looking at a picture of it. and The things that these guys are doing is amazing. Uh, it's, it's just nuts. Um, there is some footage where you can watch it being built. But uh, they used 40,000 blocks. They used a ton of wood, obviously. But the blocks help you build up to where you can, you know, have stability for each floor. Uh, so these guys were able to build this entire massive 
Eiffel Tower. Uh, 124 blocks wide at the base, and it's lit up by torches uh, that were placed in specific spots by the two people who built this thing. Um, so yeah, people are building more and more things. It's absolutely amazing what people are coming up with with Valheim. And uh, I, I really just can't wait to see more. But another cool little thing is if you do play Valheim, you'll notice that there are several storms that happen, uh, thunder and lightning. Now, this is the 10th realm of uh, hell, from what I understand. And you're trying to uh, do what you have to do, good deeds, impress Odin so that you can get to Valhalla, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, so the cool thing about this is a player was outside during a thunder and lightning storm was watching the sky and you see something flying through the sky, shooting lightning around. It's Thor. It's Thor from mythology. So it's kind of neat. And there's also a hooded figure in the game that watches you from a distance. And people believe wow. that's Father Odin and he's watching you in your travels. So it's really cool because more and more things are coming to light with this game. And it's subtle, subtle things. So yeah, I just think this game is going to be a winner for quite a while. Um, it's going to be neat. So yeah, that's what I have on uh, Valheim. Uh, the next little piece of news, and I got two more pieces here, uh, uh, which are feel-good things, <laughs> is uh, an official Xbox mini fridge is now an actual thing. Um, because of the meme that came out, uh, um, the meme came out last year and everybody thought that that was okay, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, so what happened is uh, 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 Dwayne Johnson, the rock, uh, he mm -hmm. has a tweet that's out where he uh, uh, has an unboxing and it was a special delivery. And uh, uh, basically, you know, for his uh, energy drinks and whatnot, and then uh, a gentleman with uh, 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 named Lamar Wilson, who also got one uh, from The Rock. And right. so, uh, yeah, so basically it's an actual thing. It's an Xbox mini fridge. Uh, it, it looks like the, uh, the, the uh, Xbox Series X and uh, they made them. So um, we don't know. It hasn't said if they're actually going to be available as much as what people are going to want them. I think that it's going to be a, uh, a, a a kind of a fan item, and they are probably going to sell quite a bit of them. But uh, yeah, time will tell if they're actually uh, they going to have one of these. They sent those um, full-size fridges to like Snoop Dogg and stuff when it came out, but a mini fridge oh, wow. would be way more practical. Yeah, this is a mini fridge. It's about yeah, 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 and it's not very big. It'll hold like you know uh, maybe a couple of twelve packs, but I think that's a great idea. You know, especially for a game room or something, you know, you'd have your energy drinks in it or whatever you do. And uh, yeah, it's a good idea, man. Um, do you need one? No. Do you want one? Fuck yeah. I want one. Do I really, really want one? Yeah, I really, really want one. <laughs> uh, but the last thing that I got to talk about is um, a really cool thing. If you've ever played uh, GTA V, you know that the load times on this game are absolute crap. It takes forever to get into a game. And sometimes you don't even get into the game. So you waited there for like three fucking minutes, five minutes to wait for this damn load to go. And all of a sudden it says that the uh, server didn't load. Please retry it. So anyway, there was a modder who um, found a way to improve that. 
And apparently it is, he has improved the game's load times by 70%. Um, what, and this is on PC, by the way. Uh, now the update, uh, GTA five put this in their update. And uh, because the guy came up with this and actually proved it and sent it out to him, they also gave him a $10,000 reward uh, for the bounty program, uh, which is mostly used for finding bugs. But this guy found a line of code that specifically dealt with the load time. And it was causing a single thread bottleneck. And so it was just horrible for everyone. So uh, this guy... Yeah, uh, kudos to you, man. You took the time to make the game better for everyone. And uh, yeah, they gave him 10 freaking grand, 10 grand for fixing uh, Rockstar Arts uh, GTA 5. And uh, everybody's going to be happier because of that. Because now you don't got to sit around doing nothing, waiting for a damn game to load. Yeah, and it's really cool that a fan did it. And yes. they not only stole it but they paid for it you know um well he gave it to him he told him flat out he said look i fixed this and this is the line of code and they verified it now they didn't verify right away that it was 70 percent quicker but from everything that i've been reading it's an absolute fact the guy came up with it and it's literally 70 percent faster so if you had a 10 minute wait time you're looking at three so if you had a three minute you know what are you looking at a few seconds it's nothing it's like 30 seconds or something like that so yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I yeah, think that's really, really cool. crazy. And uh, I had read that today. And I thought that was a pretty cool story. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I think I saw it yesterday or the day before, and I was looking at it, and I just yeah, yeah. So you know, if that's the kind of thing you're into, man, and you can find ways to fix games. I mean, these guys are looking for people that can do that. And some of these folks, just like Rockstar, they have these bounty programs where if you find these bugs, you find ways to fix it. You could actually make a little bit of cash. 10 grand is nothing to sneeze at at all. You know, on some people, that's a fifth of a year's wages. So hell yeah, man. Sweet. First (laughs) thing in news that I have this week is that Bomberman R is coming to, uh, new platforms, not just the game, I'm sorry, the multiplayer that was originally uh, exclusive to Stadia, which we were rolling our eyes at when that happened. It was a 64-player Battle Royale Bomberman game, which was a really yeah, cool yeah. idea, but the the obvious joke was that could you even get 64 players on Stadia at one time? <laughs> so, exactly. So You're talking means, about your whole fan base. They all have to be a fourth right, at the same right. day. Yeah, there's there's a group chat on Facebook of everyone that uses Stadia, and they have to be like, are you going to be on tonight? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, that being said, um, it is coming to other platforms. What would also be really cool is if it was cross-platform, because being a 64-player BR and a not as popular as other games, and it's so competitive in the BR yeah. Uh, yeah. scene that it would make sense if it was cross-platform. That way there was a larger player base. Obviously not PC would be annoying on this game, probably, just because uh, they probably wouldn't be able to police it as well as other big AAA titles. But if it was cross-platform with you know, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation and Stadia. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think it would work really well. And um, that's actually a game that I regret not playing. You know what? I think I might be able to play it. 
think I may have a free trial with Stadia. Is it on but it's PC? A game, not on PC. But I, <laughs> I may, um, I may see if I can demo it because it was a game that I regretted not trying the multiplayer because I have the actual game on Xbox, which I guess that means I'll get the multiplayer whenever it gets released on Xbox because I already have it on Xbox. But yeah, it I, should be on PC soon. It says. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's coming I'm to ex- Steam. Yeah, so it's coming to a lot of platforms. So that'd be really cool, and I'm excited about that. The other piece of news that I have is that Xbox is discontinuing support of OneGuide. And this is something that a lot of people probably didn't even know existed. If you've purchased a Xbox in the last two years, you may not be even aware of OneGuide. OneGuide was supposed to be a way of incorporating your cable box in yeah. to your Xbox. And a lot of people if in the last two years probably don't even have cable. And um, even if you did, you may not even know that there was a really decent feature being able to watch broadcast television while you're playing a game. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually a cool idea. And I wish that they would incorporate that feature into streaming apps. It'd be really cool to have Netflix playing up in the corner of the screen while you're playing, you know, Overwatch or something. I would do that because I love multitasking like that <laughs> and not focusing on what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they can like reincorporate some of the good ideas from one guide. But um, as of right now, since they said hardly anyone uses it, they were very honest with the fact that if they didn't announce that one guide was losing support, nobody would probably even notice. Uh, so this is a this is also something that they didn't even incorporate into the Series X and Series S. Um, there's no way to hook your cable box up to those systems because they saw that it already had died before those systems even came out. So that being said, one guide, no more support. Um, I don't think anyone really is sad about that. I mean, the thing is, I say that, but there's always someone who probably loved the feature. There's probably someone out there that honestly loves cable and yeah. doesn't see any problem yeah. with that and also loves Xbox and probably there's really probably still fun. somebody out there that loves a rotary phone too. But yeah. It's time to get with the future. It's funny you say <laughs> that I watched a video on YouTube a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago where this guy was trying to find the last analog signals of television stations in the country. And it's something like this summer there's, like legally all supposed to be shut off. Yeah, and there's only yeah. like two in the country that are still like broadcasting, but they're so weak that this guy could barely find them. So he was like traveling around with a television in his car and it's because it's coming from the past. <laughs> yeah, it is so crazy. And he said it was just really weird. And uh, he said that there's I think it was a Chicago station there's like a Chicago station that's very proud of its analog signal and they it's like a my 20 or something. It was really it was really huh. cool to see because like it's like a historical station and they have had full support of their analog signal to this day even though like the HD analog signals. So I'm not even talking about over the air signals. We're talking about analog. I'm not talking about the HD ones. You can still pick up HD signals. But the analog ones that have been defunct since like 2007. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that's just crazy to think about. So like 
there are people out there that still have interest and stuff like that, even if it's for historical purposes. So yeah, there's probably someone out there who's not even ironically enjoying cable through their Xbox. They probably honestly are enjoying it. So yeah, no more one guide support. Uh, And you know, send us a message on Twitter. If you were one of those few people that are still using the cable feature, Um, I would love to, to hear your opinion on it that's that that would be really interesting to me if uh someone's the cable feature it. on the xbox yeah if someone's still enjoying i was it. recently using that uh until uh until about a month ago uh as a uh a pathway a bypass through my pc mm-hmm. and um yeah and it just it ended up being very convoluted uh there wasn't uh there was a much easier method to what i needed done but uh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i was still using it for a while yeah, I think the last leg, <laughs> saying last leg, like cable doesn't exist anymore. I just don't personally have cable, so maybe a lot of people still do. Um, we have satellite, right? I use satellite, yeah. But that's a that's a little bit different. Um, but like the cable boxes, like the last couple of years, the cable boxes have been insane. Uh-huh. Like they're designed oh, to yeah. not only receive signals, but then also like bounce signals through them, and then create loops, and then. They just are so confusing from a consumer standpoint where whenever I get people to ask me questions about how their cable box does something, I'm like, to be honest, if you wait six months and get a new one, it's going to be completely different. They're so crazy these days. True. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Very true. It's just insane. But I don't know why we're talking about cable boxes. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, that's all my news. Um, I know you still have your segment, so... I'll let you take it away. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. That's just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. You know, there's many methods uh, for cooking a corned beef. And one of my favorites is using a Guinness beer or an Irish stout. Instead of water, it dramatically increases the flavor of the corned beef. And the resulting sauce is a dark, rich, and complex flavor if you add the right spices, which can either be used as an au jus or a light and flavorful gravy. But regardless of the cooking method, corned beef is best cooked over low heat, a low, gentle simmer on the stovetop or in the slow cooker, two excellent methods for cooking up soft, tender slices of corned beef every time. And that's just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> I love how quick it was. <laughs> it's going to be quick like that every time, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I does, was trying not to laugh no, the it's whole good. time. It does it is closing music and beginning music cuz I'll make it even funnier yeah. cuz it's so short. I love that. That's great. Oh, I couldn't help it, dude. I was like that would be perfect. <laughs> Has nothing to do with fucking gaming. Yeah. <laughs> next week I'm, or next month, I'm going to do something about about uh, hanging drywall or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> that being said, um, that was a quick show. But, I mean, last week we said there wasn't much news. But I think we're just growing to expect there to not be much news. Um, yeah. A, a yeah. lot of the news this week was related to Bethesda's 
uh, news from last week. A lot of people are t- still talking about that. I th- I do think it's really cool that Xbox is going to get Bethesda uh, titles as uh, exclusives. I'm yes. sure there are people. You know what? It's it's just crazy to me. I can understand Fallout being an exclusive. Like when Fallout Five comes out, that's going to be huge. People are going to be like, "Holy shit!" Not only is it exclusive to Xbox. But it's free with Game Pass. Maybe I should get an Xbox. I think that's a really power move. Something like that. Um, However, on the other side of the coin, there's um, Elder Scrolls. If people have been pulling their hair out wanting a sequel to Skyrim, they want number six. If that is exclusive and not even on PC or something people are going to lose their shit. So to me, there's a huge difference between Fallout being this powerhouse uh, brand, but then Skyrim being like a cult. Like Skyrim is like close to, Elder Scrolls is close to like, you know, Blizzard fans and stuff where they will shit on everything that comes out from Elder Scrolls, but deep down they love it and they will cut you if you say anything bad about it. So, like, that's the difference. Oh, wow. Fallout fans are willing yeah. to throw Bethesda under the bus and be like, man, Fallout 76 sucked. I Elder hate Scroll Fallout Elder Scrolls fans, now. no. Yeah, yeah, Elder Scrolls fans will be like, yeah, what they just released was shit, but don't you talk bad about Skyrim, you know? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I think... There's Elder a lot of people Scrolls- going back to Elder Scrolls right now. Yeah, and a I'm really wondering if maybe Elder Scrolls would be an exception to the rule. I can't see... I can't see Elder Scrolls being exclusive that's a little bit crazy i feel like that is a title that hopefully microsoft looks at and is like yeah we're gonna keep this on all platforms like minecraft you know anything with microtransactions why would you not you know yeah 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 but uh yeah that being said that's like my last take on the weekend news (laughs) (laughs) but uh i hope you enjoyed the show thanks for coming and hanging out with us this week um we will have another show next week because that's what a weekly podcast does. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to do anyway. Oh my God. <laughs>